Okay, is everybody sharing the screen? Can you give me a thumbs up? Perfect, all right. So I think Manfred is uh, reconnecting uh, in order to try to get a microphone that works. Welcome everybody. This is a One China Business Forum meetup group. And I've this is a, a meetup group I've been running from Shanghai, 2015. And, uh, and I recently rebranded it as the One China Business Forum. And we're going to talk about certain things now, because with everything that's going on in the world, the relationship between China and the West is probably one of the most important things. So what I want to do with this forum is really give everybody a chance to uh, learn from each other, connect with one another, engage and share information. So when I host these events and I'm the featured keynote speaker, then I'm sharing something that I think might be beneficial for everybody as they experience whatever they experience or have whatever projects or endeavors that they have in China. Always when you register for an event, there's a quick disclaimer that I actually do record these. Uh, you know, we have 20 something people who register, but not everybody shows up because there are so many online events. So I record it and then I share the replay, but I don't share the replay of the discussions. I only share the replay of the keynote portion where it's just me talking and it's just going over some information. So today, uh, it's actually going to be a workshop, okay? And hopefully all of you have downloaded uh, the pre-event uh, PDF file. If you haven't, I'll give you the link, but we're going to go over it here. And basically this workshop is my interpretation of how you can increase, well, we call it your mastery of China business, but how you can improve your ability to negotiate in China, develop better Guanxi relationships, and in general, achieve more favorable outcomes. All right, now, a lot of people who registered for this event, there's none on the call now, but last night, which is more for China time, uh, what if I'm Chinese? So everything that I'm saying is from a very kind of Western American point of view, talking about what we need to do in order to be successful in China. But as far as the, it actually works in both directions. So if you're actually Chinese, you can just kind of reverse everything and think about how do I create productive and collaborative interaction patterns with the foreigners that I have to work with. So it would work equally well if you're actually Chinese. Um, so very quickly, I'm gonna do a quick introduction. I'm gonna talk about what I think are the true needle movers. These are the things that actually make a difference when you're doing business across cultures or doing business in China. I'm going to talk about the worksheet, which is what we're going to workshop. It's something that I developed called the Attitude and Mindset Adjusting Condition Worksheet. And then the remainder of the time is just going to be all kind of free discussions. We're going to actually try to go through this with somebody, and then you guys can kind of see how it works. And this is the file that you should have downloaded. It's called the Attitude and Mindset Adjusting Condition Worksheet. So one of the things that we should all think about because, you know, whenever you want to accomplish something that's very difficult, um, people always talk about mindset. So in order to get everybody in the right mindset, I want you to kind of think about what are uncontrollable factors that limit your success in China. For example, there's an ongoing trade war. There's an ongoing tech war. There is a, a lot of things, geopolitical tensions between America and China going on. A lot of these things may affect your business. And 
But these things are what I call uncontrollable factors. And one of the mindsets that we have to uh, get into if we want to still be successful in China is we have to understand what is controllable and what is not controllable. Okay, so if you're at the negotiation table or you're having a meeting with your local Chinese employees, whatever, or your supplier, whatever it is, uh, these are things that are uncontrollable. These are your geopolitical tensions, trade war, economic uncertainty, the tech wars, the cultural wars, everything in the macro is really uncontrollable, which means that uh, in my framework, you really need to not let what's going on in the rest of the world or what you see in the media affect your attitude towards the Chinese people that you're working with. Now, things in the micro are the things that a lot of people complain about when they're doing business in China. Untrustworthy partners, difficult attitudes to work with, very painful communications. If you're, if you, you know, if established in China, you have, you know, employees that are disloyal, partners that are corrupt and steal from you, corruption, lack of transparency. There's a lot of things in the micro that also affect your business directly. And what we're going to talk about today, because is I believe all of these aspects in the micro are actually controllable. And we'll talk about how that happens. All right. So I've come up with what I call the 80-20 rule, which basically says it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Uh, all of the macro stuff that we just talked about will affect about 20% of your success. Will it have an impact? Of course. But it ultimately, if you're doing business in China, it only affects maybe about 20% of your success. And But the, the main point is that it's none of it's controllable. So whether it's 20% or 40% is irrelevant. You should just forget about it because you have no impact or influence over it unless you're a politician. Your relationships, on the other hand, will influence about 80% of your system, all right? Uh, what I say is that 100% controllable, but I think a better word sometimes is it's 100% influenceable. That means it's with our, our capacity to influence the behavior of the people that we work with in China rather than just judging them on things that you don't like or disagree with, all right? So what we really wanna to try to do is we wanna to try to improve our own situation doing business in China and the outcomes we're able to achieve by and through making people on the other side feel respected, heard, and understood. So this is almost like marriage counseling. If you're having <laughs> disagreements, you're about to get a divorce, uh, you go to marriage counseling and the marriage counselor basically say, well, the other side needs to feel respected, heard, and understood. It's the same doing business across cultures. And there's a lot of Chinese experts, Chinese consultants, books that teach you kind of how to do this. Um, and everybody begins with what? Okay, so people will, who have experience in China, they will say, okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you should do. If you read a book about Chinese culture or whatever, you get a lot of what you should do. So everybody begins with what. Uh, but other important ingredients include, well, you tell me what to do, but you don't tell me how to do it. Well, some people actually do also tell you how to do it. But what my experience is most people uh, really don't tell you why. Now, they don't tell you why at the emotional and psychological level, okay? And that's one of the things that's really important because you can have all the knowledge in the world, but how do you translate that knowledge into different behavior that you do? What actions can you take? How can you position yourself to be able to achieve your goals with whatever knowledge 
you acquire, okay? And when you're doing business across cultures, if you come from a Western culture and you're doing business in China, also understanding when is important, okay? And we all know from learning about Chinese culture that Chinese function on circular time, they have more patience and whatever. But the real issue is everybody operates at a different cadence or pace, okay? That means there's a certain way in which I like to see things progress. And when I'm collaborating with somebody and they do it either slower or faster, sometimes it's hard for me to adjust to a new cadence or pace. So when you're doing business in China, it's also important to understand when is representative of being able to understand the pace and the cadence that other people operate. Okay, and ultimately for most of us, it doesn't matter how long we've been in China. Okay, so I've been doing business in greater China for over 20 years. I know Klaus has too. There are still things we don't know we don't know. And the real question is, how do you manage always encountering things that are unexpected? How do you create winning interaction patterns with partners that you should trust? Because if you have some subconscious biases or some skepticism or fear that they may steal from you or do something, that's gonna affect your attitude. And your attitude will also translate into the type of relationship that you're able to develop. And the thesis that I've basically come up with is that knowledge is not enough, okay? You can acquire knowledge about China everywhere. It's in the news, you go to Amazon, every book on doing business on China, you go to these keynote speeches, you hire consultants, everybody's gonna give you knowledge. In my opinion, knowledge is not enough, okay? And the reason that I'm doing these events, the reason I'm sharing some of these frameworks and tools that I'm developing or have developed is because the culmination is I'm writing a book called Solving the China Leadership Dilemma, all right? And all the information that I have will, if you didn't download the PDF already, uh, it's available on my website, my first and last name with middleinitial.com. Uh, this is what we're using for today, your attitude and mindset adjusting condition worksheet. We'll go over that real quick, but now I've kind of combined uh, another document called the do's and don'ts of winning negotiations in China. I've combined that with the adjusting condition worksheet. So now it's just one file. You can download it. It's like 23, 24 pages. It's actually pretty long, but it's, it's written in a progression that we've gone over in past events and kind of what we're going to go over today. All right. So this is, again, it's all about mindset, getting in the right mindset of, you know, you may have lots of experience in China, but you still will encounter things that you wish you could improve. And sometimes it's not learning something new. It's actually making a mindset adjustment and figuring out something that actually works versus something that doesn't work. So the journey towards China business mastery. What I want to really talk about is the true needle movers, things that actually make a difference. Uh, you go into China, you have your unknown unknowns, you have the things you know you don't know. There's just a bunch of things that some people say, the more time I spend in China, the more I realize I don't know. That's probably true. All right. So uh, how do we make ourselves or develop ourselves into business people that can be more successful. So I, it always starts with mindset, but it starts with a foundation. So what I've in my, you know, 
teaching other people, training other people, coaching other people, I found out that one of the things that most people lack is they lack curiosity and imagination. And that's the foundation of how you begin to develop your mastery of China, doing business in China. Curiosity is the opposite of judgment. And it's necessary if you want to develop greater awareness, greater cultural awareness. Imagination, on the other hand, enhances our ability to be empathetic to somebody that doesn't share our same system of values, grew up with a different experience, and it enables us to give people the benefit of the, of the doubt as opposed to judging them. So the foundation is really to use purpose-driven curiosity and positive imagination. This will help you develop your awareness and empathy. So your awareness is self-awareness, cultural awareness, situational awareness, and with greater awareness, you will reveal to yourself new tactics, strategies, things you can do to actually make, to influence people in a more positive way. This is all available. This is all unlocked or revealed through greater awareness. And of course, how you communicate with somebody, empathy is what is important because that's knowing how other people feel and why they feel that way. And basically when you're empathetic to somebody else, you're able to unlock a deeper level of connection. And in case of doing in business China, you're able to develop real quenchy relationships. All of this will lead into an attitude that people will respond more positively to. Because I think one thing that's universal is your attitude is what other people universally care about at their emotional level. Okay. It doesn't really matter the words that you say, it's your attitude. Okay. And all of this is helping you develop a better attitude towards the people in China that you should be trusting and, and empowering to do something on your behalf. And then of course, it also helps with your mindset adjustment, which is basically our continuously involving perspective and worldview. So whatever perspective and worldview you have, uh, prejudices that you have, that's your mindset. And depending on how strongly and passionately you believe in your own rhetoric and prejudices, it could either attract or repel somebody else, which is why we not only need to develop a healthier attitude when we engage with Chinese people, but we also have to make adjustments to our mindset to make it more attractive to the people that we're collaborating with. And ultimately, this is kind of a framework where this is how we develop new patterns of interaction. So if you've been working in China for 10 years, you may realize you're having the same discussions at your meetings every time. It's basically the same beginning, middle, and end. It always ends the same way and you wish it would be different. This is how you create new patterns of interaction. You may have been working with somebody for decades, but if you make an adjustment in your attitude and your mindset, they will make an adjustment in return and then you guys can create, have better chemistry or synergy and you can create winning patterns of interaction. And ultimately this leads into what I call a new MO, a modus operandi. And this is your natural approach and persona that attracts and garners respect from other people. And this is the ultimate goal. All right, so the worksheet that we're gonna to try to workshop today is it begins with what, it begins with kind of always, it begins with foundational stuff. So you kind of wanna think, what is your unsolvable dilemma? And what does that mean? That means that most foreigners do business in China. They've already made up their minds 
about a certain type of Chinese personality or a certain type of Chinese behavior that they cannot change. All Chinese people are like this, and this makes it difficult to do that. All right. And so I would call this kind of the North Star. This is the real core of what you think frustrates you the most, but you're not able to change it. Okay. And then this is where we get into this worksheet that basically has four questions and we'll kind of workshop this is first you write down that behavior that you fear or dislike the most from the Chinese people you work or partner with. Okay. You, you can't, if you're doing it by yourself, you write it down. If we're in a coaching session, we talk about it. And then you write down. So some people have studied history. Some people have not, but there's always a historical context uh, that explains why Chinese people think the way they think and behave the way they behave. We're not asking you to justify their bad behavior. If that's what you think it is, but we're just asking you to explain it. For example, uh, Japanese, the Japan uh, occupied and did really bad things in China. There's a book called out the rape of Nanjing where you know, the troops basically just killed, slaughtered, raped a whole bunch of people in Nanjing and they were just brutal. So that's history. So if Chinese people have, you encounter older Chinese people that have negative biases towards Japanese people, that's why, as an example. Um, the third is you wanna write down the cultural context that explains that, but doesn't necessarily justify their behavior. So uh, this is the things that we talked about with cultural dichotomies. And we talked about it in the past, but especially like during negotiations, you know, there are reasons why Chinese people like to haggle. There are reasons why Chinese people are non-committal. There are reasons why you might feel Chinese people don't say what they mean or mean what they say. And some of it's cultural. And some of it's how they think and, and, and how they communicate. So you have to put it in the right cultural context to explain it, not to justify it, just to explain it. The fourth and last thing is you want to try to figure out kind of what uh, adjustments that you can make. Not, I'm not talking about attitude and mindset, but just physical adjustments, changing how you communicate, changing the words, changing uh, what you ask for, changing the timing of asking what you ask for, for a bit, that would be your cadence or the pace. And thinking about how that might influence your Chinese partner to actually behave and respond differently. And again, this is actually, regardless of whether you're willing to do so or not, what you wanna do is you wanna put up some goalposts, which basically says, uh, it is possible to influence Chinese behavior, but I may or may not be willing to do it now because I don't think it's worthwhile or I don't wanna sacrifice my values and my principles. We just wanna put the goalposts up so, and acknowledge that it is possible to influence Chinese behavior in a positive way and then take responsibility whether we are able to do it or not is incumbent upon us. And then we ask ourselves, can I manage my ego for the sake of cooperation? Can I accept my counterpart has a different set of values? Can I adapt to the uncomfortableness of interacting differently? And if I answer yes to all of these questions, then you will be able to unlock, uh, in this case, if you're negotiating, a way to win every negotiations or achieve a win-win. All right. So when you fill this out, this is an example. I workshopped this with, uh, with, with somebody a couple of weeks ago. So I just kind of wrote down uh, how they filled it out. And then 
what I do is I have this kind of, it's, it's, it's done in one note, but I basically, uh, we, we capture your, your North Star, you have your answers to your four questions. And then for each one of these, we will list kind of like the key insight that corresponds to whatever it is you wrote down. And that will continue to enlighten you, help you make your attitude and mindset adjustments and ultimately help you develop a new modus operandi for doing business in China. Okay, so this is, uh, we're done with my portion of the presentation. It's just gonna be really short. Uh, I also wanna announce that Julia, who's on this call, uh, she is gonna be the keynote uh, on November the 11th, which, uh, and she's gonna be talking about cross-border e-commerce. Basically, uh, she's gonna be explaining or talking about how do you, how do brands sell to the consumers how do you open up that huge consumer market? And Julie, I didn't realize this, but it's ironic that we we chose November the 11th as the date of this presentation because November 11th, which is EEEE1111, is the largest online shopping day of the year worldwide. <laughs> and it happens on November the 11th. And we just happened to have our uh, your keynote on that day. So I just thought that was interesting. All right, so uh, that is it for me. Um, 